This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello and welcome to the Publicly Challenged Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Oswald, and I hope you join me on my quest for knowledge to become a better public land hunter, angler, and forager. Stick with this and who knows, maybe we will learn something together. All right, real quick before we get started on the show, I'm just going to talk about Treeline Academy. You've heard me say it. I can't even tell you how many times. Um, Mark Livesey is treelineacademy.net. That's treelineacademy.net. Sign up. Use the promo code PC2020. Save yourself 20 bucks. Can't say it enough. It's awesome. Amazing. Most comprehensive e-scouting course out there. Check it out for yourself. Sign up. Use promo code PC2020. And now let's get to the show. All right. So I'm sitting here live at the Genesis 3D Saddle Tune-Up event. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, I got the award for driving the furthest, but that's that's cool. Um, glad to be here. It was awesome, and I can't imagine what it's going to entail next year. So uh, let's kind of go around, and everybody will just introduce yourself. I'm Luke, the host Publicly Challenge, <laughs> and you are? Sam, the MCL guy. And Dano, Eastern Woods Outdoors. All right. So um, kind of talk about, like, what was – how did this come about, Austin? Where did you come up with the idea? What made you want to do it? Um, I don't know. My wife and I uh, have been talking for a while, and she does, like, craft shows that we do. We used to travel for them, and she started doing them at her house just because of COVID and just trying to, I don't know, come up with something different. And so we started doing them for her, and I noticed that, it was just a kind of a cool event, and then for us, I've I've been to like teach and train and stuff like that for tethered, and I was like, man, this would just be really cool to get people together and just I don't know, be in community with people. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. And then Dano and Sam, I was just like, 
you guys want to come? I mean, <laughs> it could be a blast. It could be the worst thing ever, too, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, like, you know, these past couple year and a half, whatever, two years has been kind of crappy with so many things canceled and different events. And the fact that you've got this awesome space to do it and everybody's outside and enjoying themselves, it's pretty cool to, to get people back together and actually meeting up and having fun and doing all kinds of stuff and cool and seeing a bunch of cool products. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about, Sam, you and I just did a podcast. Welcome back. Hey, yep. Podcast number two on the same podcast. I don't know. Two in one have week. to get you on some other ones. <laughs> or just have them on every week. Right. Or you could be a weekly guest, co-host. For sure. Um, but so real quick, let's do a recap of like some of your stuff, what you got going on. Um, just normal stuff, daisy chains, rope mods, USA. Um, USA seemed like a big hit today. Lots of people liked them. Uh, I didn't really bring too much today. Just kind of wanted to bring a little bit, get everyone to see a little bit of everything I got. But I think we got everything out there that everyone needed to see. And I think lots of people like the USA at the end of the day. I probably got 20 people that bought some today. So that was nice. I saw lots of cool gear I haven't seen yet, like the new tethered sticks and everything like that. So it was a fun event. Yeah. So talk about the USA again because it's awesome. It's uh, kind of almost revolutionary, if we will, right? Well, I'm going to go there because I will never use another stick attachment method, even though you, I made a post the other day about a stick, and it was like an hour later, Sam's calling me and being like, hey, dude, just so you know, there's another way you could attach it and telling me the different way to attach it. And I'm like, man, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to. The way, the original way it was intended is perfect for a stick. I don't need to add extra steps. So kind of tell a little bit more about it, like how it attaches and what's going on with it. The original way I intended for it was to have the Prusik slide down and just slip it right over the Versa button, tighten it down, and you're done. Um, a couple people messaged me after they got theirs, and they want to do like a almost a trucker hitch on it, and they put they use like a rope mod underneath the Versa button, go around and go through the Prusik, and then back to the versa button and it gets it really tight to the tree but it defeated the purpose of what i originally intended it for <laughs> which was the simplicity of just attaching it to the versa button but there's multiple ways to use it and they all work hence a saddle hunter right yep changing absolutely everything and modifying any little thing they can to make it their own even though it wasn't the original purpose of it but i think the original purpose of it is is pretty neat and making things simple and not noisy the weight doesn't matter like you and I have talked about before. The weight doesn't matter to me if it's quiet and it's easy to use. But the whole Amsteel thing is just a huge, huge bonus. I mean, now you can pack it in your pack and you don't even know it's there. So that's pretty cool. And uh, Dano, you want to go into kind of who you are and why you're here exactly? Yes, yeah, so uh, it's hard to decide what to bring today because we have too many products, can't bring it all, and we don't have enough stock. So just kind of brought a couple samples of what we have. We pretty much try to have all the accessories, um, everything for saddle hunting except the saddle. <laughs> so multiple ways up the tree. So today we brought uh, just the uh, Ultimate One Stick, and I had a couple of samples there, the one I used last year with the Out on a Limb uh, Scout, Angled Scout. And then the other one with the ultimate platform, the UP. Um, and it represents a lot of the products that we sell, you know, built right onto that stick. Um, you know, we have the machined aluminum products for climbing sticks, uh, but then we have all the pouches and 
rope. We do a lot of rope. And that's just something that's kind of hard to bring, uh, all the rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I've I've multiple times ordered stuff trying to make something and come up with something for, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a platform or making my own stick or modifying sticks because I didn't like the buttons that were on there. Mm-hmm. First place I go to. And it's funny because I never really – I, I frequented the website and everything, but never tied Dano together with it uh-huh. because people talk on social media or forums all mm-hmm. the time, like to where Dano was almost like the godfather of DIY <laughs> projects. He's, he's the go-to guy to, to get whatever you need from him. And uh, I think it's the first time I actually tied the two together was when Austin and I did our first podcast together. And he's like, yeah, Dano of Eastern, Outdoor, uh, Eastern Woods Outdoors. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay, yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen him on forums and stuff. So it was kind of cool when I met you this morning, and I was like, hey, man, never met you, but bought a lot of junk from you. Not junk, but you know what I mean, a lot of stuff from you before. So nice to finally meet you. Yes. Yeah. So how, how did it come about that, I mean, how long have you been saddle hunting? Uh, only a few years. So we started, I got on the Saddle Hunter Forum in 2018, and so right on the you know, the beginning of the explosion there uh, that we'll attribute to Greg uh, and G2. <laughs> so uh, we got started. It was not a business that we were, that I was looking to start. Um, I'm a computer programmer, and uh, there was a need for double steps. And that's why, to this day, our website is still doublesteps.com. Yeah. Uh, I had a good friend that started his machine shop. He had left his other company. We started, I asked him if he could make 100 double steps, and uh send the guys and it I said okay can you make another hundred and then uh okay I got to put a website up and I got to start making this easier on me and and then people asked for other product and we just kind of just kept adding and adding and adding and uh until we came up to Eastern Woods Outdoors. So at what point did you decide to like start carrying all the other products was it out of necessity for yourself almost or was it oh, that's part of it <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it definitely uh but it, like the the way our sticks came about is we had the double steps and then people wanted replacement brackets that were bigger you know for bigger guys bigger feet farther away from the tree sturdier so we added the brackets and then we started selling tubes so guys can make their own sticks well we added the button and well now we've got the whole stick. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now we can sell sticks and, and then, uh, you know, expand from there. So really just kind of evolved, just evolved one month at a time, adding more and more products. So what's like the biggest thing uh, you've kind of learned in this whole journey of, you know, saddle hunting and modifying your own gear? And what, what have you come up with that's like, don't, don't ever do that again, or like, <laughs> what do I need to do in the future? Well, biggest thing is don't be afraid to modify gear. Uh, that's one thing. I mean, that was not something I had done before, really, I started saddle hunting. You know, you buy a piece of equipment, and that equipment stays that way. But, man, we modify our gear all the time. <laughs> but that's how we create new things, um, you know, come up with new ways of doing things. The DIY is awesome. So uh, we, we encourage it. <laughs> It always makes me nervous, though. There's some guys that take it to the limit. Like, especially yes. it seems like the saddle hunting is like the the deep backcountry western hunter where they want to take everything to the extreme and they want to just make everything as light as possible. And I don't know. To me, sometimes some, some of these guys, they sacrifice. Like you and I were yes. talking about safety on our podcast, and it's like how far do you want to push it? How mm-hmm. far do you want to go? 
before something really bad happens. And, and it, I don't know, you see those kind of trends happening a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you cringe when you see it on social media and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> but so, uh, Austin, what's kind of your thoughts on the gear and all that kind of stuff? That how, how did you end up getting linked up with Dano and meeting him? Uh, I never met Dano until today. And so uh, <laughs> I was super yep. excited about that. I was like, oh, Dan's coming. I was telling my wife about it. I was like, you're going to meet Dano. I'm like, <laughs> I've heard stories about this guy. He's like a legend or something. Um, and I I kind of, like, wanted to, I don't know, meet people in person. But I think for Dano, I just, I don't know, I, I can't remember if I reached out to you, if you reached out to me, something. Um, and we started selling some mm-hmm. wholesale to each other. And then I got to a point where I couldn't keep up with Dano's sales of my stuff. And I couldn't keep up with my own sales. So then it was one of those things, like, maybe I should just branch away and just kind of do our thing. And it it was awesome. It was a good opportunity just mm-hmm. to, for people to get to know my stuff. And I don't know, it just, everything's a journey or a season that you're in with a, a business or life in general. So I don't know, that's kind of how I got hooked up with Dano and it's been a blast. It's, it's not even been two years since I started Genesis wow. stuff and it's like just mm-hmm. going crazy. So let's kind of go into that a little bit for people who've never listened to the previous episode that oh, we've yeah. done. Yep. Let's kind of go into the business a little bit, like what started it, what drove it. Yep. So, uh, the business is called Genesis 3D Printing. Uh, started it out of necessity to mod my gear to make stuff that worked well for me because I was cheap and I had an engineering background. And so I was like, I can do this. I can figure this out. So started started making stuff that was re- removing the need to buy like a mechanical ascender or using like a, pr- a tender or something like that. So started making that and people just started wanting to buy it when I posted photos of it and stuff. And then made a bow hanger that just worked for every type of gear attachment strap and made it because I felt like there's not anything out there like that. So that's kind of how, I don't know, Genesis started. It was more just for myself, and then it turned into, okay, we have a lot of debt right now, and if we start this up, we could potentially be debt-free if we do this right. And so my wife and I just kind of went all in on that and uh, got to pay off our loan. And <laughs> it loan. happened. It did yeah. happen. So if you, if you are swimming in debt and you want to start a small business i highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> you know that doesn't always work out like that no. for a lot of a lot of people it worked out well it. for us so it's kind of work for everyone <laughs> i don't think so most people put themselves in debt when building a business yeah, but yeah. no that's pretty cool so I, what's like the newest and latest because last time you talked was you and i talked was what almost a year ago maybe almost, yeah so i mean since then what has what has come out what's new uh yes um, there's been a lot of stuff. Um, we, the one thing I didn't really market at this or let anybody really know that I was going to have it is like I built uh, bolt on Versa hangers that go on like tree stands on the back. So you can kind of hang your sticks as you climb a tree that way. Um, so that's probably like the newest thing. Um, and I didn't really, I showed a few guys that I knew were tree stand guys here and just kind of showed them, hey, this is something that you may be interested in. Um, uh, I would say like the newest thing would probably be outside of that is the tethered one sticks those little clips that you bolt i bolt bolt onto the top standoff and step um it takes the need to have the pins and stuff like that so you just you line the bottom two pins up and snap it over um that's been a really really good product for us and guys have actually it's cool when you make something and somebody buys it and then they reach back out to you and tell you how much they like it it's like oh man that's so satisfying to know yeah. like i made something that somebody liked because they can buy it and they'll be like that's eh, a it's a gimmick and throw it in a pile but like when you get that feedback like the usa you've heard 
lots, lots of guys. I mean, I went to go talk to Sam today just to catch up with him because I was running around, and the guy was sitting there waiting for Sam to finish making USAs for him. And I was like, that's that's just rewarding to see that. Yep. And to see it here, like you get, like you can sell stuff online, but when you see it firsthand and you see people like shaking your hand and saying, "Man, I love this thing." It's yeah, no, that's definitely cool. How many did you crank out today? You think? Um, not enough, right? Not no, enough not enough. <laughs> 20, 25 of them, somewhere in there. Dang. How many people do you think wanted one? A Everyone. lot. <laughs> a lot of people wanted them. I heard a lot. They'll, they'll be back for sale Monday, so. Mm-hmm. They'll be sold out. Cause <laughs> Sam I'm going to need a few more when I get another set of sticks. So, <laughs> um, so just kind of, can we talk about other products or no? Probably not yet, huh? Come on and jump in here, then. We can just take a he- take a headset from somebody, and we'll kind of. Yeah, we gotta get. Yeah. Dan's got to stay because this is part of Dan too. Oh yeah, here. You no, know, you're you're oh. that product for it. Oh, that's true. We gotta make sure I get your last name right. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with Brandon Wetzig, and yes, uh, something that I've never quite seen before, and it's really it's pretty cool, right? Like. There's there's a small trade-off for weight, but the compactability, if that's even a real word, I'm not <laughs> sure at this point. Today I'm pretty tired, but um, I, it's amazing. So can you please introduce yourself a little bit, tell you, everybody who you are, what your company is, and then we're going to go into your product too. Okay. Um, I'm Brandon, and I started B7 Outdoors kind of as a uh, – I mean, I started another company as well before this, so this is all new, but this product that I came up with, I felt like I had to establish a company to kind of go from there, and that was recommended by Dano, end up connecting with him as well, and uh, it's really helped me through the whole setup and the process and building the company and all, and originally, I just, through my process of saddle hunting, I've been doing it for about 10 years, uh, toting other equipment and just trying to get really mobile and compact which is pretty much the goal all of us kind of have lightweight compact just that mobile hunting is what we're about so we can chase the hot sign so we can go after the big bucks and the other equipment that i was running i I changed between different things and that's what i like i either had compactness but more work involved or i had you know one action for three steps but had all the bulk so i'm like how in the world can a guy have the best of both worlds and so i just looking at different things seeing things trying to observe different things that are already out there not for hunting but see if hey maybe there's a way a guy can use that for hunting and so that's where and that was before a lot of the double step uh sticks and the aiders and stuff came out when i started coming up with this idea and uh, I think that if I would have come out and got those, <laughs> this product probably would have never come about because I'd have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. And uh, so I just found something. I'm like, hey, I made a, a wooden structure of it to see how it would work. And then I end up uh, hiring a machinist to mill little uh, aluminum pieces to see, you know, how much better we could make it. And then... um yeah, end up hooking up with Dano and his machinist and uh, talking to them about it and uh, made it even better yet, worked out a few bugs in it. And so, yeah, the I 
think we're calling it right now the pocket stick because literally you can stick it in your pocket. Yeah. So. so let's get into it then. It's a collapsible for anybody out there. You've heard kind of the creation of it, but it's a collapsible stick that uh, I, it's hard to even describe it. Dano, do you think you could probably do it better than me? Just picture an accordion or a scissor there stick. It, yes. It accordions down. So from one length and you collapse it down. Yeah. And then so you and I were talking about some things that might be modified over time or whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, the, the original design and the concept of it is, is <laughs> it's awesome to see that, like, how small you can actually get that stick. And like you said, put it in your pocket, take it, telescope it out, and put it on a tree and, and actually stand on it and not have to worry about anything. And it's actually rock solid. I played with it. I'd used the USA on it, which is yes, pretty cool it. to do that yeah. too. <laughs> um, sure. So I don't know. I, I need somebody else to describe it better than me because I can't do it. Like uh, I just <laughs> from an from my perspective, it kind of reminds me of like a drying rack, like a collapsible yep. drying rack. Yep. It folds open, locks into place, and then or like a scissor gate, right? Yeah. Like a, okay. Yeah. Yep. Something like yeah. that. Yep. Yep. So. It's pretty impressive. I don't know. Yep. I feel like there's more that needs to be said about when it because it's, you, see <laughs> it. you know what I mean? <laughs> you you almost it. have to it see is, it. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's one a those single products. step. I mean, it folds down to what? Like six, seven inches maybe? It's, I believe, 10 inches long, and it's three and a half inches wide. Um, And then when you deploy it, it's 18 inches from step to step. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's shocking. Yeah, when you when you see it, you'll yeah, just be it blows like, oh. guys' minds when they first see it. What is that? That's <laughs> so. So I was standing talking to somebody I just met here. We were talking about some different products and uh, some people that we know that and the deer that they shot. And um, I see you walking up, and he starts playing around and showing somebody the stick. And I I catch it out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, what is that? That thing's tiny. And then I look, and you turn around and you're talking to somebody else. And it's in your back pocket of your jeans. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it? And then finally, there was a break in the conversation. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go check this out. Like, I need to talk to this guy. Where's that red flannel guy? Figure it yeah. out. Yeah, the <laughs> Buffalo check flannel guy. Because uh, it's neat. And so, I don't know. When do you, you got an estimated time frame? Maybe it's going to come to market or something? Or is it still in the R&D phase? Is that where we're at? Yeah, I think R&D basically going to be uh, it's pretty test, close. being tested this fall with yep. a few different guys. Yep. A few different sets out in the wild. So yeah. So we, look can forward we call to, dips that. to that. Can we get on the sign up <laughs> list? <laughs> you can. I do have a list and I'm trying to get them going as soon as possible, but Daniel's got the guy tied up so I'm on the back burner. <laughs> Which hey, that's it's all right. He's yeah. worked harder than I have, so. So five guys are sitting here and all of them watch the same shit. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's cool. Do you happen to know like an estimated price point or that's still to be determined? We're pretty early in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we have a few numbers. And as of right now, I know eventually, of course, when you start out with any kind of prototype or first product, um, it's going to probably be a little bit higher. Um, as of right now, it's around that $100 mark. It's a premium stick. So Which I'd like to good. get it under that. But it's in time in bulk you know how that goes so yeah i mean if you think about it any of the sticks that pretty much are out there on market right now that's made in america it's quality materials 
you're going to be at that 100 to $150 mark anyway. Mm-hmm. That was kind of hard for me to swallow when I first got back into, like, hunting with that kind of stuff, especially when I hadn't used climbing sticks in, like, four years, right? I had some, bought some XLPs, put them and hung them on the shelf in the barn and never looked at them again, and then just kept using my lone wolf hand climber. And then Austin and I, I, I got back into kind of dabbled in saddle, saddle hunting and started talking to Austin. And all of a sudden, Austin's just spouting off all these different names of sticks that I've never even heard of before. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so and Jason over at Timber Ninjas, and he's got these C1s. And it's pretty cool. They're carbon fiber and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what? Come on. Okay, let's rewind that and talk about that a little bit more. Started talking about it. I'm like, okay, this is a dude I have to talk to as well. So I did an episode with Jason and, like, got the full info on the product. And, I mean, Austin is like the engineering mind that's always racing and running. So he's always with these other products and, and playing with them. So he had the background to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Hey, oh, if you like that, here, you should look at this and check this out. And, and yeah, oh, yeah, I make something for the Hawk Helium Sticks. You can take those suction cups off and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it went on and on. I'm like, wow. My head was just swimming afterwards, and I had to write stuff down as I was doing my editing so I could get all these different companies and products and check them out. So that was pretty neat. And then now I come here to the saddle event. We see your awesome stick. So nobody try and steal it because it's already been here. It's first and everybody's seen it. So And it, um, it, we're going to be going through Eastern Woods Outdoors initially is the plan, selling it through him. So we've been collaborating on how that's going to go. So hopefully sooner and later, but it's getting close, a whole lot closer now than it was. So. Like I said, Daniel's the godfather. Of the oh, man. He's I, man. I love working with other companies, you know, working <laughs> with great. Austin, you know, been get him awesome. then big enough. He can be on his own, but uh, been, been with Sam for a couple of years now, too. The mm-hmm. Ultimators, Michigan. Yep. Uh, we work with the Ultimator. Um, What's the Ultimator? Adjustable oh. Aider. There you go. Uh-oh. Let's go. What's the Ultimator? I yeah. don't know what that is. The, the biggest question with the one sticks. And even regular sticks, the guys want to add an eight or two that want a webbing eighter, um, is the step distance. You know, what step distance will work? It's not a one-size-fits-all. So we work with them. We got some questions. Austin's going to use a different step distance than I'm going to use. So the Ultimator is a an adjustable step, uh, adjustable eighter that can be a one-step, two-step, three-step, or you can take... You can just change it out. Then each one can be adjusted 12 inches to 20 inches or something like that. So it's completely adjustable. Beginning of the season, lighter clothes, bigger step. Wearing the bibs in late season, you might shorten that step down. How do you adjust the step? Yeah, series of frame buckles and links. Okay. uh, So there's links built within the external, the outside rails, if you'll call them that. Yep. And then you can adjust. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes yep. sense. That's a pretty clever product. Yeah. And that's called the Ultimator. The Ultimator. And so who's the who's the owner of that? It looks like yeah. I've got more, oh, yeah. more got research to do. Reach here. out to John Richards, uh, the Ultimator. Uh, we call him the Ultimator. Uh, but he we just came out with the pack and play as well for rolling up. It's a mini roll pouch for the Aider. So it mounts right on the back of the double step. And these can be mounted on most double step sticks. So you just roll it up in the pouch, hook it with the G hooks, and then easy deployment, nice, easy uh, uh, aider management. I like how saddle hunters just throw around all this lingo, like (laughs) the G hooks. I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, I'll be on social media and somebody will post something about, you know, like the Make Hunting Great Again web page. 
and I'm like, wait, who who is that? I'll I'll message him and be like, dude, what is this? I don't. I'm not sure I even understand who is this person. And apparently, I must live under a rock and just keep to myself, other than this podcast. And you just I, live in Illinois. So. I, I guess maybe that's it because it seems like there's a lot, a lot of saddle hunting products that come yep. from here out of Michigan. Well, you should be familiar with uh, Stealth Outdoors too, right? Like the Stealth Strips, stealth right? Strips, okay, yep. see. Yep. Michigan as well. I'm guessing. Michigan as well. He was supposed to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going to come last minute. Couldn't make it. But uh, we were one of the first ones that he was actually reselling to, or selling to us wholesale, so that we could resell on our site. Now he sells some to you know other stores as well. But uh, see, I, he sells them to me. I had. I think mm-hmm. I sold out of all the ones I bought. Oh, so I need to, if you're listening to this, there was a lot of guys grabbing them. Yeah. I don't. I don't need them. I'm, I'm going to say I don't need them if yeah. I ever get my C1 sticks. Oh, okay. If I ever get them, I probably won't need them. But you just had to take out your retirement for it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. There might be people that listen to this podcast that don't know what I bought and how much they were. Like so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not going to say. I wasn't going to say. Love you, honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, what is it about Michigan that makes people become saddle hunters versus everywhere else? I it's, mean, now I can tell you why. It's yeah. because there, there's not a lot of deer running around. We, we yep. think there aren't, and yep. so we spend more time on deer than hunting. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to chase that one way back there. Yeah, I'm, I want to hunt, but I can't hunt because there's no deer here. At least that's what I'm going to tell everybody. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like deer country to me around here. Maybe oh. it's different in other parts, but we I mean, it looks like every here. person has five to ten acres for every house that I passed on this entire road. Well, that's actually a, a zoning thing for our, our, our township. Is like you have to have so much like acreage to have okay. a house. So. See, and and that's what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, wow, everybody's oh. so nicely spaced out here. Mm-hmm. It it, uh, it works out well. So I don't know. Maybe it's different where you guys are from on what the eastern half of the state, mm-hmm. right? It can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got 40 neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but you've got 40 oh, neighbors. You live so in a neighborhood then. Yeah. yeah. Like a subdivision. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. It. it it seems like you guys focus an awful lot on the whole saddle hunting. And, yeah. you know, then you got people, and I'm not going to say who said it, but I heard them say it, that saddle hunting is like the nickelback <laughs> of the hunting industry right oh, now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> It'll change. Nickelback. I'm not better. sure what that even means because yeah. apparently I live under a rock. I get it. I don't know. I don't listen to Nickelback, but maybe that's a bad thing. I, I'm not sure. Save but yourself. Don't even <laughs> don't even inquire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. It seems like you guys come up with a lot of cool products and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of still fresh into it. I don't experiment apparently as much as you guys do with your gear. Especially like if I find something that works. Kind of like when you called me up and told me, "Hey, there's this other knot out there." <laughs> Sam the Amstel guy you know calls me right after i post a picture of how i attached my stick to the tree and hey there's a different way and somebody's doing it but if it works i'm not going to change it especially if it's convenient so i don't know man um it's pretty good uh pretty good little show what's your plans for like next year and everything austin you gonna so for next year four events four events four events events. (laughs) at least two all right you gotta up it at least two i don't know spring and fall i gotta talk to the boss that ran the show (laughs) wife um no, it, like next year we'll do it obviously a little earlier in the summer, um, so it's not right before deer season or during deer season for some people. Um, so our plan is mm. to um, try to do something a little earlier in the year, like maybe June sometime, July, something like that. So we can get more people here and get vendors like uh, Dan and Sam were here. Um, 
we just I don't know it's just fun to be in community so mm-hmm. uh, we might have to get a bigger space or tell my uncle not to plant the cornfield next to our house um, but yeah it, that the plans for next year is I mean we'll plan it way in advance and we'll probably have some companies here because a lot of guys wanted to buy saddles they were like hey is anybody selling saddles here and I'm like nope but we're gonna give them away oh wait there's one company doing mm-hmm. saddles right now and then I was like okay send them over there but um, yeah it just helps when there's like people here that aren't readily available to see in person and you can be like oh just go talk to sam he does all the amsteel stuff yeah dano does pretty much everything (laughs) well that's like i think your little uh your little saddle trees that you had set up Mm -hmm. you could have used probably like six or eight more of them because there was people yeah just waiting in line to demo stuff and get on it and play with it and have somebody instruct them on it Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) i went and uh went and came over to the lunch thing and i came back and walking over there and there's these kids playing on the saddles and the kid goes well what you, what number are you i want to get on there <laughs> so it was like, everybody was wanting to get on there even the little kids and play with them too yeah. so i mean that's pretty cool um so you, you thinking like for real two events or just one no, one well, I, I will probably travel to other, we'll try <laughs> we'll travel to other events um but i think for us we'll just do one big event um like you saw like you guys were here and saw all the donations and i've posted them on social media um it was unreal, unreal, the amount of support we got from a lot of big names in the industry. And, I mean, there's over, there's almost $9,000 worth of gear on that table. Wow. Um, so it was just kind of cool. To, we created a spreadsheet and entered in all this stuff, and we're just, like, tiled up how much it was. And we're like, that's how much we have to give away. Wow. And, like, it was. That was a huge, huge giveaway table, especially for yeah. a, an event that you didn't even know how many people were coming yeah i mean there was a fair amount of people that walked away with some really nice mm-hmm. stuff yeah the guy standing next to me as i'm looking at my tickets and didn't win anything but that's okay <laughs> that's okay that's not why i came or, yeah. or the kid that wins something and he's like the top like tim's son who's like one of the top 15 people and he walks up and grabs a pile of loose cell strips and his dad's like are you kidding me get something i can sell it i think is what he yelled out <laughs> But, no, I mean, the guy standing next to me won a set of bee sticks, and then, like, two minutes later, wins an entire tethered phantom oh, wow. and and the ropes and everything with it. And I was like, that's you just walked away with, like, $700 worth of stuff. Yep. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, uh, now you got to top it next year, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think it'd be hard. No. I, <laughs> after this, I think it'll be good. I think, really, I mean, my wife and I were talking about it, and we're like, these are all just given to us. Like, And these were from companies that, like, Dano brought a safeguard, which is, like, gold right now. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean. What is a safeguard? See, what, so it's, <laughs> a, it's a repelling device, so you can repel out of a tree. And they're really hard to find right now. And mm-hmm. Dano has some, and if you want one, give him a call, because he'll give you one, get you one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's just so much. It was unreal. So I think if we, if we kind of market it in a way that, hey, this is coming up, Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have like Greg and Ernie wanted to come, um, and whatnot. So, and it was just, it was just tight. I didn't even know John, like Richards was from Michigan. I would have mm-hmm. totally like hit yeah. him up. He was going to try to make it. Um, he, he couldn't come okay. couldn't do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like we planned this a month ago mm-hmm. and it turned out to be this and it was like, holy crap, there's 136 mm-hmm. people by the end of the show. And there's people that had to leave early. Um, so I think we're right around like maybe like 150 and that's not even, that's like maybe including kids. Yeah. Too. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to. 
next time don't provide the food i'll bring a food truck or something <laughs> there you, yeah and yeah. uh mm-hmm. we'll park it and just start selling some tacos or something let's go back what is it called again the the rescue thing the mad rock safeguard yeah okay mm-hmm. i need to know more than just you can repel out of a tree with it are people using it as just a regular repelling device or is it like an emergency thing like a yeah, safety no. mechanism uh so with the one sticking uh Climbing back down is not fun. There are guys that will do it, but I'm not going to do it. So rappelling is just faster, safer. Uh, I was rappelling before I was even one sticking. So with four sticks, I would climb up and I would still rappel down. Uh, I felt safer doing that. Um, But with one sticking, you can actually use the safeguard um, as your progress capture as you're climbing. You can use it as your tether, you know, hanging on that and then you can repel down. So the concept of clipping in at the ground level to your device and staying connected to that the whole way. So you're never disconnected. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the whole one sticking thing, and I watched the demo and I've seen it done before and I've got a buddy that does it, but like, doesn't it seem like it's more work than just having a stick? How is it not more work? It's, it's one of those things like Chris was the guy that was demoing yeah. it for us. Um, he wasn't a one sticker till this year. Like, when one sticking kind of got popular, he was like, mm-hmm. I'll, "I'll try it out," and then he was just like, "This is this is it." If you spend the time, it's like anything that you do in life. If you spend the time to learn it and really do it, then it's mm-hmm. it's worth it. But I think when you watch one sticking, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's cool," and like the people who like think always about gear, they're the ones that are like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm really mm-hmm. gonna invest time in that." So you when know? you guys are one sticking, do you? put your anchor on the tree and then you just keep moving it mm-hmm. or are you the guy that throws like the rappel yeah. line over you know like a throw bag over the mm-hmm. branch and all that. like to me that seems and i've got a buddy that does that quite a bit mm-hmm. he's like well you know if i find a tree with the perfect crotch i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that over rather than do it the other way because it's just so much better and faster and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know but to me it seems like a it lot is. of work especially in the dark yeah. or on a property that you've never even hunted before you're going in on public and you're trying to figure out like where you're going to go, it just seems like I can go, well, hey, there's a tree right there. I'm going to go in it. Mm-hmm. And then to have to find one with the right crotch and all that, yeah. it doesn't seem practical. So how is what you guys are doing that much different? <clears throat> so we're climbing up. You're setting your stick as high as you can reach almost. Climbing up, the use of aiders allows you to extend that. So you climb up, you're on your stick, setting your rope as high as you can reach, sitting back down in, grabbing your stick, and moving it back up as high as you can reach and leapfrogging basically up the tree. So you don't have to set your rope all the way up at hunting height. You're only setting your rope as high as you can reach. And as you take a step or two, you're raising your rope up and you've got products that allow you to safely do that. So you can grab your rope and you're raising your rope and that's the most risky time. So if you fall, yeah, it's gonna catch you, but if your fingers are under there, there's there's some concern there. So um, you know, products like what you have make that safer. So, so do you guys use? I, maybe I didn't see the demo close enough, and I should have watched it even better. But do you guys use your lineman's belt and yeah. the rope? So at the same time, like in conjunction. So really, there's not a whole lot of risk involved with that. No, but. no. But the risk is when you're climbing and not using your lineman and not raising your tether or rappel rope higher. So you don't want to have that slack. Uh, built up and there's some videos out there that show a lot of slack in the system that's where people are going to get hurt but if you take a step or two and you raise it or if you're using your lineman i don't use my lineman until i get on top of my stick 
then I put my lineman on, and then I raise it, and that's a safer way to raise that up as high as I can. I undo the lineman and then climb. Don't you hate having to undo your stick every time? I don't know. I just uh, well, you got to undo your stick coming down if you use three sticks, right? Yeah, it's but depending thing. on where I'm at and if I'm not coming back like for mm-hmm. a while, I'm or even at all in that spot because I don't like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just lower it down by the by the tether, you know, the whatever right. attachment method is holding it to the tree and let it drop, you know, yeah. three, four feet and whatever. Mm-hmm. Unless I plan on coming back to that spot and I don't want to blow it out, but right. you never know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You're doing all the same work you'd normally do with the three sticks or two sticks or whatever, how many moves you make, but you're just doing it all at one time. So, like, mm-hmm. you're doing attaching it, climbing up, reaching down, untaching it, and then you're attaching it, untaching it kind of thing. So. You're just doing that all at the beginning of your hunt instead of at the end of your hunt. Right. So then how do you repel down? Are you actually... Like Batman. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of using your rope like your anchor rope to go up the tree, right, because that's how you're getting up. So now you guys are taking and just putting a rope in the tree. Same rope. Same rope. Same rope. Yep. So now you're already connected still. And you're just moving it down. And you're just repelling down. Grab your stick on the way down. And finish repelling all the way down to the ground, and then just pulling your uh, rope down out of the tree when you're done. So you put like a piece of paracord or something paracord to it, or kind of glide. loosen it up, kind yep. of the same way if you were using a throw bag or whatever. Correct. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, I don't know. To me, it still seems. Were you watching <laughs> that demo? You got to. You got to try well, it. There were so many people here, Austin. I couldn't get in close <laughs> enough to see. Well, you should have told them all to leave or something. Yeah. Get get out of here. Get out of my way. Yep, don't my you turn. know I have to do research? <laughs> yeah. No. No, I'll have to watch, or you could show me right now. You could. It. <laughs> Can we do that on the podcast? Do like a one sticking podcast right now? I don't know if I have enough oh, cord. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. To me, maybe maybe I'll have to try it. I'll I'll probably have to just try it right mm-hmm. to see if I yeah. like it and then go from there. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I think. <laughs> I think that's a good point. To I just have wrap multiple seventy-five-year-old customers one sticking. Wow. Seriously, multiple. Come on, over seventy, one sticking. I'll be lucky if I'm hunting at seventy. I know. The way I see <laughs> it, like I, I don't know. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they can do it. I hope to be able to be able-bodied enough to do that at seventy. Mm-hmm. I probably need to start taking better care of myself now. But <laughs> mm-hmm. don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, okay, seventy-year-old doing it now just makes me feel like. You're a slouch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But then again, I don't know if you guys know, but like Brian Barney, that's like trying to beat him up the mountain. I was sitting there talking oh, to man. him. And he goes, I said something about, yeah, well, maybe when Bar- Brian's about 60, I'll be able to beat him <laughs> up the mountain. He goes, nah, I doubt it. I'm going to be running that mountain into my 80s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which realistically, I can see that happening too. So that's that's pretty cool. But no, it's it's awesome show. It's great to actually finally meet all of you guys in person. So I hope that happens again. Are you guys talking about having a show too somewhere, or what's going on with that? Are we going to call it like a meetup event, or is it like an actual show? You can turn it into like a an expo. Is it going to be an Eastern Wood, Woods Outdoors Expo? To be determined. Okay. There you go. I just want to know. Let's hype it up. Let's let's see what we yeah. <laughs> see how uh, Sam's involved. Uh, you know, we'll get pull this together. We got quite a few people uh, that we're associated with at Eastern Woods that uh, uh, we would pull together and put a put a good event on that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool yeah. and then pretty soon your product will be coming out to market and uh looking forward to that like i said it's pretty cool man it's i've never seen anything like it so that's pretty awesome 
it's a good show that you put on Austin. Thank you. Yep. It, it, like I said, it, it's pretty cool to, you know, finally meet, meet all you guys in person and meet quite a few new people and mm-hmm. have some pretty cool conversations and play with some products. For instance, like that two bore saddle, I'm pretty sure, I don't even know You're if I said that, that right, but mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I do. I'm pretty sold on that. So even though I didn't buy one today, I'll probably end up getting one. So yeah. they'll, they'll be around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But no, I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for, being being as hospitable as you guys all have yeah, been and uh, that's the one thing i've noticed about you know the hunting community and even the saddle hunters a lot of people bash them but um i gotta say they're all pretty pretty good group of people that i've met so far i'm willing to help you yeah because they're all uh they're all always modding their own gear and doing a bunch of crazy unsafe one sticking <laughs> repelling like batman type things uh, so that's pretty cool yeah it's, it's you fun know, to add to that like you wouldn't believe how many people message me and ask me hey i'm coming do you need help with anything and i'm like what in the world thanks yeah. uh yeah <laughs> just keep an eye on people don't make sure make sure nobody's yeah. doing anything stupid to get themselves hurt yeah for sure so let's kind of go around we'll we'll wrap this up because everybody's got to drive ahead of them and uh yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm no. I'm sure you're pretty tired though from running around and doing all yeah, this. So, um, Dano, people, where are they going to find you? Get all the good stuff. Maybe they have some questions. They want to reach out yep. to you. Yep. Where would where we do that? Anytime. DoubleSteps.com. There's a contact us page there. Um, on social media, Facebook. Uh, if you see somebody named Hunter Osterhout, that's Hunter O. That's uh, my son, my uh, right-hand man. So he's on our social media, so Facebook, Instagram. You can find us East Eastern Woods Outdoors. So pretty much don't reach out to Dan. He's not going to help you at all. He's <laughs> too busy. He's too busy being being in the tree hunting. But yeah. <laughs> So then uh, we can't exactly talk about yet when it's coming out, right? But Yeah, we don't have a set date right now. Okay. But stay tuned. Look for it on Eastern Woods or Double Step. Double step up. Either one will get you there. Because that's what I always type in Eastern Woods now that I put mm-hmm. two and two together since yep. Austin mm-hmm. made the connection for me. But mm-hmm. Just put Dano in the search button. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ewo Hunt <laughs> is shorter. EWO Hunt, that gets you there. Okay. Yeah. And then Austin, yep. where can people find you, reach out to you, um, maybe buy some headbands from uh, yeah. from your wife? And she made some s- custom G3D neck oh. gaiters oh, today. Man. No uh, way. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for me, you can find us. Uh, our social media is Genesis 3D Printing. Uh, we have it on Facebook, Instagram. We even have a YouTube account. It's more just to kind of show our products because they're kind of unique and different. Um, so that's and our website is Genesis3DPrinting.com. So, yeah, reach out to us through any of those. There's so many ways to communicate. Um, we'll try to catch up with you. So Nice. And Sam, yep, where are they uh, going to get a hold of you? Same spot, just doublesteps.com backslash the Amsteel guy. Eastern Woods Outdoors backslash the Amsteel guy. You'll find everything on there. If you want to call me or text me, my number's on my Facebook and my Instagram. You can also reach out on the social media platforms. So That's it, huh? That's, That's it. it. Yep. Okay. Same as last time. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing all the knowledge and cool products and stuff. Yeah. Looking forward to it all and looking forward to next year now. So. Mm-hmm. Like you said, said, it's so cool. Everybody meets up. We're doing all this stuff. We spend so much time on gear, and then you're hyped up, and you sit there and go, oh, man, I'm going to sit here now. (laughs) Uh, Hype up all this gear, and I sit in a tree, and I'm like, where's that deer at? Yeah. So, no, it's cool. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 
And once again, thank you so much for listening to the Publicly Challenged podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Also, if you could leave a review, that would help us out. And you can check us out on Instagram or at publiclychallenged.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.